Hello? Hello! How you doing today, guys? Um, well, it's actually tonight. I'm recording this at night. I've been so busy with the new job um, that I got off work today at around 7, went home, hung out for like a minute, and then I was like, you know what? I gotta finish this. I've been itching to get this episode out because not only is it really cool, in my opinion, um, but I uh, I really am... An, I am really excited to talk about this topic. Um, today we're going to be diving into, and as you can probably tell from the title, um, actually, you know what? I really didn't come up with a good title yet. <laughs> I just have it as the genre right now in my notes. So the title might be a little bit different, but we are talking about um, the genre of neo-psychedelic music, which is really, 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 really cool. Like, really cool. Like, you don't understand how cool it is, bro. No, it's super cool. Um, and I wrote, like, a little summary just to, like, collect my thoughts on the uh, on the genre itself. So I'd say Neo-Psychedelia follows the grounds dug up from the psychedelic wave from the 60s and dives deeper into that formula of free love, drug use, and a peppering of loose jazz. I'll get into that more later in the video or in the podcast what are we talking about i mean kind of it is a video auditory um it's an audio not a video um <laughs> now it might not be um as wild and crazy as it was in the past but the point is to make it feel as though it is um these tracks i'm showcasing today all take part in the genre either in moderation or in full strides and uh, i hope you guys enjoy this wacky world of neo-psychedelic music our opening song that's been playing in the background is everywhere all at once by post animal i'll talk a little bit more about them and then introduce the next track right after we're finished with this if you guys can really hear that uh <laughs> i decided to start recording and right as i started to record bunny walks in here and decides to take a take a big crap in her litter box gotta love that 
She was like, yep. Oh, <laughs> there it goes. I think we just heard it. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? I'm recording, dog. The light's on. We're recording. Jeez. Anyway, sorry about that. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, sorry about that. I'm back. That was, like, ridiculous. <laughs> she, uh, dude, oh my god. This cat, she pooped and then ran while pooping. So I don't know what freaked her out. I think it was the fact that it might have not been the most solid poop. Freaks out, runs. And, and so if I can give you a mental picture, I wish I had a video. Oh my God. Like her litter box is to the left of my desk. So technically it's like where my chair is like, but it's a little like about a foot away to the left. And then she runs behind my chair and then I'm like, oh, where'd she go? And then I look to the right. She's dragging her butt. Thankfully, I don't have any carpet in this new apartment yet. But she's traveling, dragging her butt. And in the reflection of the light, I just see a streak of brown. And I'm like, oh, no. It's, <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Like, that was, I just had to clean poop out of the floor. Like, it was in the wood. Like, and she, like, didn't make it fully. So there was, like, a little bit of poop in the litter box. And then a little bit of poop, like, that, like, like on the floor. Like, it wasn't just, like, oh, the skid mark. It was, like, no, no, no. There was, like, pebbles on the floor that were not fully solid. <laughs> and then skid marks. Like, you gotta be kidding me right meow, bruh. Like... Come on, this cat, what are you doing? I'm here with my my wine. I'm like fully ready to record. Long day at work. <laughs> I'm like, you had all day to poop. You had all day to do this. And she decides to do it right when I start. Unbelievable. Anyways. Mm. Where was I? Um, I think I was going to talk about Post Animal and uh, that song that we introduced the podcast episode with i'm so sorry about the uh interruption there oh my god um but anyway yeah so post animal they are an athletic progressive band um i don't know too much about them honestly i i've heard some of it's interesting because like it, it's weird some people or some artists when i and just because I, I listen to so much different stuff, like it's like, oh, people are like, oh, do you know this person? Oh, do you know this person? Do you know that group? And I'm like, not that I lie and say yes. I'm like, they sound familiar, you know, like they sound like I know them. I'm not necessarily sure. And this happens all the time where they're like, wow, like you just know so many. I'm like, I know if you played me a song, I'd be able to recognize it. And that's that's how Post Animal is for me. It's kind of in that like, not like gray area, but something where it's like, I've heard their music before, but nothing like, like I've never like f sat down and fully listened to them. And, um, 
And it's actually funny. I think I go into a little bit more of this uh, later. I was talking about this something with my mom. I think I wrote that down here for my notes. Um, just like something where it's like learning to appreciate a new artist. Sometimes you you don't want to just dive right in because it's really easy to either feel burnt out or something like that. Uh, but anyway, that's something we'll talk about in a, in a little bit here soon. Um, that was Everywhere All at Once by Post Animal. And I thought that it was just a really, really brilliant opening song especially with just like how soft it is like it definitely has its you know like ah, the quality of it it's interesting because it is psychedelic but it's also not it's just more of like an like not ambient but it's kind of like just like an alternative track but i think what i thought what it, it would bring to the psychedelic front uh, for this episode was that like kind of like harpsichord synth in the background. Um, it's kind of very ominous. It reminds me of like, you know, uh, it, it has that kind of psychedelic sound to it. Um, and so that's why I thought that it would really fit well, especially with that deep, deep, deep sub bass, like super, super just like big, you know? So anyway, perfect introduction uh even with bunny in interrupting <laughs> i'm still like what the hell just happened <laughs> um anyway so this next song that we're going to be going into i think is perfect and this was actually what i originally planned on starting off with i just kind of start i was thinking of doing like a dry start where i didn't even say anything i just went into the first song but I, then i was like forming my you know other tracks and I, and I heard this one it came up in one of my playlists um that I have for the year for 2023 and I was like oh oh <laughs> I'm like this everywhere all at once would be perfect uh, a lot of a lot of cat puns right now perfect Purr, sorry um so anyway yeah so this song um is alter ego by Tame Impala. Now, this is one of their more, um, well, I say, it's interesting because Tame Impala, it's the name of the group, but it's only one guy. So I always say they, because I refer to it as like, it's some, it's like a group, but it's not. It's one dude. He's a multi-instrumentalist. His name is Kevin Parker. Um, he's from Australia. And, and this is where the funny thing about neo-psychedelic music I don't really know why. I, I, I couldn't really find a lot of evidence or research as to why Australia kind of got hit so hard with the psychedelic rock bug, but they did. Like, they're so... And I have... Uh, let me see. One, two... Hmm. Like, three at least. Um different people in here different groups today that i'm showcasing and they're all from australia and they all have psychedelic either you know parts and you know findings in their music or they're fully like psychedelic rock psychedelic indie psychedelic whatever neo-psychedelic um music and it's so cool so um 
I have a little bit of, of a story to talk about with Tame Impala. Um, this is their 2010 album, or this is his 2010 album. I'm sorry, Inner Speaker. And uh, I actually used to listen to this album back in middle school, um, leading like at the end of middle school, leading into my early high school days. Um, I remember a vivid memory of listening to this album when I first started driving, um, and my mom and dad thought that it was a good idea. To, well, it, it was a good idea. I, I phrase it like it wasn't, but it was a great idea. They had me drive all the way up to Vermont from Connecticut because I was like trying to get my, my road hours in to practice. Um, and not only was I driving stick shift, but it was also like winter time. So the roads were not in good conditions and I was driving a Jeep which uh, Jeeps nowadays are definitely a lot more like sturdy and stable, but um, they're also really light. So it's kind of this weird feeling um, driving in a Jeep. And I'm not the biggest fan of it. My sister, she drives that same Jeep. It's a 2010. Um, hey, just like the album year. Uh, it's a 2010 Jeep Sahara. It's a, it's a Wrangler Sahara edition. And that was right before they started to move into like the the four speed like like two in a two inline four um engine which almost gives it like a little bit of a turbo so this is like i think a v6 engine it's great but it doesn't really have a lot of power like i think for me when i drive i'm sorry i'm getting so distracted but for me when i drive i kind of like having a little bit of like a mm to it like i can kind of like push it i could drop it down to fourth or fifth and kind of like feel like i can move like right now i drive a 2013 jetta um, and I love that car. Like I can drop it back to like fourth gear and totally just go. Like, I feel like I'm in like a race car. It's like an English little racer, but it's a German station wagon. It's so funny, but, uh, I love that car. And this experience, I was like, ah, the entire time, like, ah, I don't know. I'm so nervous. And my dad's like, you're fine. But I'm like, Oh, it was like six hours too. Like it was so long. I was, I felt so tired at the end of it. Cause I was concentrating for so long and doing stick and also like trying to wobble back and forth. Cause the Jeep is not, it's so light that like any wind kind of moves you over to the side a little bit. And it's also like the front windshield is like basically 90 degrees to the road. So, or, you know, so it's like, it's like, it feels like you're running every, if ever like ran with like a big, like you know, a boogie board or surfboard or something. It's like that thing, if you're not running with it perpendicular with the wind, you're just getting pushed back. Like it, 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 it's not fun to drive. I don't know how my sister loves that car. She, it's her favorite thing ever. And I'm like, I, I this thing is a piece of shit. I, it's a great car. It drives like a piece of shit. And I, I used to sell Jeeps as well. I'm sorry. I'm going off on this like <laughs> terrible rant, but I just don't like them. <laughs> I have so many bad things to say about it. I'm sorry. Um, Liv, if you're listening, it's a great car. I'm happy you like it. I just don't have the same feelings as you. Um, So anyway, with this, um, a lot of people know about, like, uh, a lot of people know about Tame Impala. I'm sure after, I mean, he's released four masterful albums, five if you're including the live album, uh, which I think was... uh, parts of inner speaker it's like a whole mashup of things i think um i'm trying why i can't remember what i don't know why i'm blanking but anyway 
great like four amazing albums five if you count the the live album which is amazing as well um and uh they've just grown in popularity ever since then and i have a little bit of like a hipster complex when it comes to tame impala because you know how people like with hipsters they're like oh i was listening to them before they were cool for real like i was listening to them before anybody knew about them i remember telling people i was like yo you got to listen to these guys like I at back then Tame Impala I and I still refer to them as a group but it's just him um I'm like yo you gotta listen to Tame Impala they're so good and I remember my friends being like eh, it's all right I mean it's all right it's not great though and then finally they came out with Currents or he came out with Currents in 2015 and that blew up like if you look right now here I can actually click if I look at Tame Impala right now he has 24 million 970,218 monthly listeners and that's just like I mean that's just that the 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 song the less I know the better has over a billion streams on Spotify itself right now and that is the 2015 Currents album and then in 2020 they came out with the Slow Rush amazing um, every every album is so good, and th- he's only just perfected the formula. So I thought it'd be a perfect song to start out with, basically, Alter Ego from the old Tame Impala, the one that I represented. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so, so, so good. Um, I love the drums. They just kind of like keep like trucking onwards throughout the song, and the guitars... And his voice just like, kind of like ring out into space. You'll see that a lot with this type of music too. It's kind of like a uh, like this lengthy reverb that manages to keep you in front um, of the sounds rather than like getting lost in the mix. Like usually with reverb, especially when you're making music, it's super easy for things to get just like muddy and like you're like, I don't really know what I'm listening anymore because everything's like what. And then you make more, and it's just like, and then like any drums that get caught in the reverb, it can really mess things up. But not this. It's like you still stay in front of it. And I think that's because the drums are just so like, like so good. So anyway, here we go. It is Alter Ego by Tame Impala. I hope you enjoy.
so good. So good. Like, so good. Yeah. Basically. I mean, that's all you need to say. Like, after all these songs, I know I say it a lot, but so good. Like, for real. Um, <laughs> anyway, I now I have talked about this group before, the next song coming up. Um, it's a London-based psychedelic pop group. Um, and they've been making mind-bending melodies and tunes ever since around 2015. Um, I've talked about them before, like I said, and I mean, it's Vanishing Twin. Vanishing Twin, I, I've showcased them in a previous episode um, when I was talking about their masterpiece that I called, um, the song is uh, Magician's Success. I mean, that one is unbelievable. Uh, got me through a really hard time. Um, I believe that's the story that I was attached attaching to that song back then. Um, but yeah, really, really impactful moments for me attached to that song. Um, and this one is a little bit more abstract. Uh, it, you know, I said that they were kind of like a psychedelic pop group. This one is not that. It's a little bit more experimental. Um, it follows more of like that, you know, classic 60s, 70s psychedelic rock vibe. But then you'll notice like halfway through the song, it starts to just go into like almost like a African drum circle style, like type of experience. Um, this might not come off as a fan favorite right away, but like the themes here are definitely interesting. They're unique. They're different. Um, and, and this is what I was talking about a little earlier when I was introducing um, this music. I was talking to my mom the other day about you know, she's been learning the drums and I was taking some drum lessons over the summer and uh, she's talking with her, you know, drum teacher. And he's like this big, not only amazing drummer, but he's a history buff when it comes to, to music. And, and that is so important. Like you don't realize as, as a musician, like, and, and as an artist as well, how much of like things you do now and the things you're into right now with music, it's all been done not only before, but in different ways. It's been in different people's minds. It's been played differently. It's been done before. And, you know, don't let that deter you from creating or listening to stuff because it's like, oh, there's nothing original then? What the heck? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is everything follows a pattern just like a timeline in social studies class or something like that right like you you see the progression of how things evolved musically um and and what that means is like you know like take this for instance like we we could have kept going with the 60s and the 70s and then the 80s changed the the vibe completely and then the 90s went over back to rock and they brought in grunge and they were a little bit more grimy and then the 20 20 you know 2000s happened and it was still kind of following the 90s but not really and then finally the 2010s happened with trap and hip-hop and you know all this pop music that completely like it was like a formula now, like something where it's like, oh my God, like this is not just, we're not playing around anymore. It's like, this is a legitimate business, you know? So these are all the decades of music and they changed so much. Um, but in order to see where someone is now, you have to look back at who they were inspired by and then who they were inspired by, like those musicians were inspired by other musicians, you know, like 
it's it's this big spider web of of interconnectivity and ideas and thoughts and and like oh i love that drum beat on that track back from the 30s and so that's why this was created in drumming and so um she's been learning recently to like give music another chance um especially for certain artists that she grew up either not liking or nowadays she can't understand why someone likes it and she was telling me about this with the the last couple episodes with the odd future stuff and talking about Tyler the creator um and she's like you know like i see how much it affects you and i see how much you're connected to it but like i just i just don't get I just don't get it. Like it doesn't, I don't know what I, if I see the same thing that you see and it's not that you're supposed to see what I see. Cause that's personal. It's completely up to me to create that connection. And that's the beauty of music. Um, I don't, I don't remember who said it, but the really cool thing about music is like, once you release a song, that's not your song anymore. That's another person's like, uh, emotional connection and, and like, like relationship with that song like i think that's why as a musician or as an artist or anything like that anything you put out there it's gonna affect everybody differently and that's so cool i know i've talked about this before and i can go into it like i could talk for the next three hours 10 hours about all this stuff but moral of the story is mom i'm glad you're learning to take another chance and um i gave her the idea or i guess like my like how i do it is like i don't always just deep dive into an artist unless it's really really working for me if the artist is kind of like i'm like like i really don't know i don't know if i like it i don't know if i like it i'll do like one song at a time and might not even listen to the whole song but it's just a little bit of that almost exposure therapy that then you come back to it and you're like you know what i didn't like that i didn't like the idea but I love that instrument, you know, where you, you kind of dissect it in different ways and you can start to appreciate uh, on a more micro scale um, rather than like macro, the entire thing where you're like, yeah, it's just not for me, man. Like, no, like I think everyone can pick apart music. You just have to listen more. You have to be more analytical. Um, and I think you have to see that it doesn't always have to be that you, oh my God, 100% in, you know, you could be like 20% in and still find things that you like, especially like with making music, it teaches you to think about it way differently, you know, especially playing an instrument too. You learn to like see more of that instrument in songs that you've heard before. And now you listen again, now that you've tried to play, say the drums, you're like, oh my God, that guy's like amazing. Like what? You know, so really, really cool. Here we go. I'm sorry I'm talking so much. Um, <laughs> I I don't know if wine was a good idea. I'm really starting to feel it. My face is getting kind of hot. But um, I've also had a long day, so it might be why it's kind of hitting me, hitting me quick. Um, and I might get a little bit more talkative here. I'm sorry, guys. But uh, anyway, here is Vanishing Twin Syndrome by Vanishing Twin. I hope you enjoy
All right, so like I said, a little bit, uh, a little bit crazy. Might not have come off as a fan favorite, right? Um, but the reason why I put that in there is just because it's an experience, and especially with like psychedelia um, and psychedelic music. There's also the aspect of psychedelic drugs um, and mind-altering you know, perspective shifting types of experiences. A lot of these things, you know, they're not always great. Um, I have had some experience with some, uh, in the past. And, uh, let me tell you, I do not do that stuff anymore. I'm happy I'm through with that in my life. Uh, but I did enjoy it. I did have moments where I was like, wow, that's so cool. This is so cool. But I've also had moments where I'm like, that was so fucking scary. Like why, and now that I think back, I'm like, why did I, why did I do that? <laughs> like, I'm like, what the hell? That was not dangerous, but I'm like, that was stupid, you know? So a lot of learning opportunities, but I think that's what life is about. You know, you take, um, take things and you learn things, you screw up, but you try again and maybe you try again and, uh, and then maybe you try again and maybe it doesn't work, but then you try again, right? The whole point is to get back up and keep going. And, uh, and so I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you guys could take a little bit, if if anything, from that and be like, wow, I can understand why that's cool. Um, but what we're going to do now is we're going to kind of pull it back a little bit. We're going to be going over to a, a now fan favorite of, of mine, at least. I mean, all of these are fan favorites of mine. So I guess my opinion here is a little bit biased. Um, but we're going to be moving over to a really, really, really cool band that I like. Their uh, name is Crumb. Uh, C-U, sorry, C-R-U-M-B. And they are actually, they're an American band. They met and they formed during their time attending Tufts University in Massachusetts, um, which is super cool. Um, I love that. I love, you know, we love connecting, love doing all that admin and stuff like that. All that networking is great. Um, They fall under more of like the indie pop spectrum, but I think they highly like rely on psychedelic undertones and themes with their music you'll see what i'm talking about because just like some of these other songs like you listen to the guitars and the synths and the chimes they all have this like dreamlike quality to them and and that's i think what a lot of the psychedelic music kind of takes part in where it's like you can have your drums you can have your bass and usually those are kind of like if anything they kind of sound mashed and like kind of like blown out because of like a terrible mic or like overdrive. Um, but usually they'll have like one to two instruments or like the lead vocal or the background vocal as like some like blown out, like just reverberous type of thing. Like where it's just like, you know, like so in the clouds, that's usually how you can kind of tell, um, if something is more on the psychedelic side or not. Uh, their lead singer, um, Lila Romani, she like, it's interesting because her voice it's so hard to describe why i like her voice and i was trying to kind of i was trying to kind of write it down before and collect my thoughts like i always do and i'm like i still can't describe why i like her voice and that's not because it's a bad thing it's because it's a great thing her voice is so unique it's almost like on the lower end but it it's definitely you can tell it's a woman's voice but it's like it keeps the groove grounded with the song, but then it also allows you to feel like you're in that psychedelic side with them. Like it's a very inviting and and uh, yeah, like I guess it's just it's a, it's inviting. It's her tone. It's her. 
I don't know if it's her accent or something on how she sings, but it's just, it's soft, but it's also kind of rigid. It's like in the middle. It's like, it's this weird, like enigma. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but I know I like it and I know I can't stop listening to it. So here we are. This is part three by Crumb. I hope you enjoy.
All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. We're going to be moving right along here because I want to get you guys into this next song. Um, I did want to introduce it a little bit. This is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard um, in their song Butterfly 3000. Uh, they formed for, uh, They formed in 2013. Or sorry, no, not 2013. What was I thinking? 2011. I'm looking at 2011 on my screen right now, and I said 2013. Um but uh they always have something weird and wacky going on with their music i know for a while and i don't know if they still do this but they were doing microtonal or microtonal tuning with their instruments which is like uh you can tune your instrument like you know uh, 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 like right like that but then microtones are in between those half tones it's, it gets very complicated, and I'm not qualified to necessarily go into that explanation, nor have I ever actually micro-tuned something. Uh, so I don't know. But I do know that it's in between those, and it's it's like, like lesser than a semitone, um, which is really cool. And guess what, guys? This is another Australian band, another psych-loving Aussie. Yeah, damn right. Um... But I love the synth and the bass in this song, and I love how they're playing together. And then you'll hear again the vocals and the guitars, they just float above everything else as the song gets rapidly more chaotic. I mean, I said it earlier, but I still don't know exactly why Australia fell in love with psychedelic music. But like literally everything I've heard coming from Down Under, you know, it just sounds amazing. And King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard stand tall as a prominent feature of this soundscape, uh, soundscape. I mean, they're like, they're, they're so good. So I hope you hear what I mean. Um, this is Butterfly 3000 by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard.
<laughs> now, I did say that that song was going to get a little bit more chaotic. It definitely gets way more than just uh, a little bit. But, I mean, was it fire? It was amazing, though, right? Like, damn, up that bass at the end, that boom, 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 boom. It's so aggressive. Oh, it's got that, like, man, it's got that grit to it. It just, like, makes you, like, feel like you can feel the bass. Um, and those drums, too, even though they st- they sound like they're blown the f- the hell out i was gonna say the f word but it's like like the quality of the mic sounds so terrible but that's what makes it so good i think it's just like you're like man they just they just don't give a shit like they're like oh my god it's amazing uh now here we go we're gonna be moving into you know the crying part no i'm kidding i'm kidding i you know it's interesting i think i cry on like most uh, episodes now and I don't mean to but it's like I just start talking about something and I can't help it um now I I say that I joke but seriously this next band they've been there for me in like crazy moments um they're called Deer Hunter uh and this is their song Helicopter I I, I think they're just so unique they're from um Atlanta Georgia they're an indie rock band um but like their their music is not necessarily psychedelic but i like not all of it is a lot of it is more of that like indie rock but this song specifically kind of like brings that psychedelic nature to it and i think it's because of the the guitars um now i I, i'll go in a little bit like a little bit into why they're so impactful to me but i'm i'm really gonna try not to like have it hit my heartstrings too much um so long story short it's like i'm in high school senior year i mean it was just like man i mean this is gonna be tough but it was a tough year it really 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 was a tough year a lot of people look back on their senior year and they were like man that shit was easy like i didn't care like it was so fun i did nothing like i definitely had that senior mentality but i was like I was struggling. I was not doing well in school. I was like worried about school, worried about like um, getting into college. I like was like, man, like everyone's going to be leaving. I was like worried about that. And then also during that year, my great uncle, Michael, he passed away. And that was like so sudden. Um, and uh, he, I mean, he was amazing. Uh, such, such a cool guy. Um I didn't really get to, I, it was interesting because I, I mean, I didn't really get to hang out with him too much, um, until I think those more later years in his life. Uh, and you know, more as I, I mean, maybe when I was younger, I, I got to see him more and I just don't remember at all, but, um, he was so cool. He, he, he did a lot of his life in acting. He was on like, a uh, Mike Minor. Uh, he was on all my children, the soap opera, um and he had a music career back when he was in his 20s i actually still have his vinyls and oh my god he sounds amazing like he had this super deep just like sultry voice like it almost sounds like a little bit like like deeper than uh, frank sinatra but it's so interesting and like he's the type of guy that you walks in the room and i mean especially as he was older he'd smell like cigars or cigarettes on his jacket his leather brown jacket and he's got this like almost like poofy hair but it's not because it's curly and poofy but it's like it's because it was like blow dried or something like it's got just like this thin graying but poofy hair 
and you know his jacket smells like patchouli cigarettes and cigars and he's got a a glass of uh red uh the johnny walker uh scotch the red label um and he walks in he's like i can't do his voice because it's so much deeper than mine but he's like hey babe you know like it's so cool like it's just like this presence that walks in and he'd come over for like thanksgiving and christmas and he lived in new york and yeah i mean i I don't know exactly how bad his health was but I, i could tell he had done drugs and you know smoked for most of his life heavy drinker so i mean unfortunately you know i think he went too early but he was such a presence and someone that i really got close to um, especially as I started to hear more about his earlier years in music and, and getting to actually listen to him sing on those old records. I was like, oh, wow, like he's so cool. Um, I really miss him. He's like, he was awesome. And so he, he unfortunately passed away. And then my dad is, uh, is one of five boys and, and the oldest, Uncle Charlie, he passed away that year as well. And that was like, that was crazy. I remember coming home from uh, uh, Noraki Symphony um, practice uh, for, for the symphony. And I had just come home on a Sunday and um, my dad was like standing out. It was the, it was the most beautiful springtime almost. It was like just leaving winter, heading into spring. Um, and it's like the most beautiful day, like not a cloud in the sky it's warm it's like a warm 60 degrees and we're so used to being in like the 30s that you're just like oh this is the best and i drove home from practice which was like a three hour long practice that's how long our sunday practices were it sucked but i also loved it but i hated it (laughs) and i like was so happy to be home and i was driving home uh with the windows down my top you know, my, well, my, not my, my shirt, but like my, you know, my sunroof down and I get home and it's like, my dad's just standing outside, like in the backyard, like almost like there's a SpongeBob meme where, uh, uh, Patrick is like, he's just standing there menacingly, you know, uh, if you know, you know, but it was weird. Like it was something where it's like, not, not that I don't rare, I rarely see my dad standing somewhere, but it was almost like he was there to capture a moment. Um, and that's exactly the body language and the type of like image that was coming off of him as I was driving in. And I, I'm like, Hey dad, like I'm home. It's so nice outside. Right. And he's just like sitting there. I think he was like raking or something. And, and he's just like, like, I think soaking in the sun, he has his eyes closed and he's like, yep. I'm like, are you okay? What's going on? And I I don't really remember what else happened after that, but I do remember that I think he told me in that moment, he was like, your uncle passed away this morning. Uh, He had a heart attack. And that was just like, I was like, oh, like, I think we, I think if I got my timeline correct, we were, we were already done with kind of grieving over, you know, not really, but like done with the process of going to the memorial and everything for uh, great uncle Michael. And now it's my other uncle. I'm like, damn. Okay. Wow. And, and that was, that was crazy because that, I mean, led into this whole thing with my cousins and complications and just them, you know, not really have like, 
my wonderful cousins down there in Texas, they kind of all got split up and it was just a shit show. And I remember going down there and like going to the funeral and like, it almost happened so fast. Like I didn't even realize that what was going on really. Like that was the crazy part about it. Like one, it was like, you go down and you see your family and it's nice to see your family that you haven't seen in a while. But then at the same time you realize why you're there. And then I'm like, Oh, so this isn't a happy time. You know, like this is sad time. But then you're like, but I'm so happy to be around everybody. But then you're like, but this is also so sad. Um, And then, I mean, more stuff just happened. Like, it was like, it almost felt like, I mean, kind of like not where I am right now in life, but it's interesting how life sometimes when you're down, sometimes life keeps kicking you. And it's just like another blow or another like, just like, poof, like, fuck you. And, And I think a lot of people take that as like, man, like, it's just unfair. It's unfair. Like I can't keep dealing with this stuff. And I've, I've definitely thought that same thing too. But I mean, there's, there was just something happening with senior year and a little bit like I am now, I'm definitely in a better spot. And, you know, even though my cat pooped all over the floor, I love her and I'm giving her little head rubs right now because she's the best and she's my partner, you know, isn't that right, bunny? Yeah, that's right. She's looking at me. She's like, you got to give me more food. I'm like, I already fed you, bro. Um, no, but like, you know, anyway, long story short. Yeah. Deaths in the family. I had like this whole thing happen where like there was a mishap, like, like a miscommunication with a friend that I started to get close to. And then it was like a weird thing where like everybody just like, like there was like a break in the friendship and everybody took her side And then they were like, fuck you, Greg. And that was like my whole friend group. So like then like my friend group went away and like I was still processing what was going on with my uncles and just like just massive amounts of death. I I remember not feeling a thing. Like that was the craziest thing too. Like I think I was expecting myself to be like a mess, but I wasn't. I was completely the opposite. Not that I was like happy and smiley, but I was like, I felt nothing. I was like, I felt like a stone wall. And especially with all this stuff with my friend group, I was like, what? I'm like, why? I'm like, why do I like, like almost no reaction. I'm like, what the, am I okay? Am I a human? Like what's happening here? I'm supposed to be more, uh, you know, emotional. I think, you know, luckily I'm so much more emotional now and I love it. Um, even though it's easy for me to, you know, tear up if I were to, um, Uh, like I do, like every podcast. Um, But then, yeah, there was like this whole thing where then I started to get into a relationship with a girl who was not very good for me. And I think just because I didn't have any friends or I didn't have like that friend group, I obviously had friends, but it was like, I didn't think about it like that at the time. I thought about it like I was like, oh, my life's over. Like my my uncles are dead. (laughs) Not all of them, obviously, but my friends have left me. Uh, And then I'm like, oh my God, like, now this girl is giving me attention and I'm like, she's not from a great crowd. Like she's like kind of from like the popular crowd that I don't hang out with at all. It's like a totally different, not league, but I'm like, this is weird. And then like, I'm like hanging out with her and I'm hanging out with her all the time. And like, she's the only buddy I'm, you know, I'm like, now I'm like, Hey, we should date. And like, I thought it was going to be a good idea. And then it was like this weird thing where like all of a sudden she just starts like going crazy 
and like doing drugs and I'm not going to spill, spill names or anything like that. But it was like this like weird thing where I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, what did I do something wrong? Like I had like planned to go to prom with her. And then she was like, during this time, she's like, no, like, I'm just, I'm not going to go to prom. Like, I'm just, I'd rather stay home. And I'm like, yeah, okay, me too. And then I saw on Facebook that she actually went to prom with the guy she told me not to worry about. And I found that out on prom night because I wasn't going. And I was like, oh man, I'll just spend my time on YouTube and Facebook like you normally did back then. And I see these prom pictures and I'm like, what? Like, Oh, just so confusing. Like, it was like this time of like, like, I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know how to react. I almost felt like I was broken. Because I was like, I, I'm not reacting. I'm just letting these things happen to me. And then finally, like, you know, we talk and she's like, we, we should end it. And I'm like, I guess, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm like, I guess you would rather do something else or go party or go hang with another guy. I don't know, but literally then the next day we put my dog down, my dog, Georgia, like the most beautiful, like pure white mix of a yellow lab you've ever seen. She was this big, like not big, but like she was just this amazing, beautiful dog that had been there ever since I was like six or something like that. Um, yeah, like it was just like this, like blow by blow by blow by blow and obviously life has turned around for me and I've seen so much more but like that year I I was so like I just didn't know what to do and I didn't know if that was normal like I didn't know if like anybody else had gone through something like that I didn't know who to talk to and then at the same time I'm like well like, shit, like, let me, like, figure out college, and, like, I'm just barely skating by, like, just barely, and I, I, I don't know if this has been, like, the biggest blow, blowout, or backlash from this, but, like, I mean, then I got into college, and, like, that just, that created its own problems of just, like, me, you know, going out, doing dumb stuff, and not going to class, and, like, I just, I don't know if I really ever took the time to deal with the amount of pressure and, like, things that was going on. Like, it was just, like, it was crazy. So, luckily, I've been through so much. And, you know, a lot of it has been bad. Uh, like, technically. But do I regret any of it? No. Because I can't go back. You know, if I were to go back in time and, and change that, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I recognize that and I realize that. It's just interesting to feel like, not like, oh, woe is me. But I know I've had some bad times. And I know I don't always get things right. You know, and I mean, this is just also my story. So everybody's different. Everybody has something going on. There's always something affecting you in life you know there's always going to be a moment maybe today maybe it was yesterday maybe it's tomorrow that you kind of get beaten down by life you know life isn't fair but how you go about it and how you start to like your perception and your perspective and how you bounce back 
Like, I'd rather focus on that than the, oh man, like, my life sucks and, you know, this happened to me and then this happened to me and then she did this and that. I was telling you guys the story. I don't necessarily think that way. I don't think about it as like a, oh man, like I just have the worst life. I think I have an amazing life and I think I have an amazing perspective on things because of what has happened, you know? Because I've seen the dark, because I've been to many, many different rock bottoms, you know? Now I can only see the light. Like now I look up and I go, oh my God, it's going to be okay. Like, I don't know. That's just so uh, fucking amazing. I love that. And I'm happy that I'm able to be who I am today. Because I wouldn't want to be anything else, you know? I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I hadn't gone through that stuff. I wouldn't be here like telling you guys about how much I love this music and how much life it gives me if I didn't have these songs to help me through those times. And that's where Deer Hunter really came in during that senior year where I was just like down and out for the count in every way i was like what's going on man like what's happening dude um and uh and so yeah this song wasn't specifically the one that helped me but their 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 albums in general and just them they were so cool and they they gave me this like almost like weird perspective where i was like "Uh, you know i I think it's gonna be okay i just need to weather the storm a little bit more a little bit more and i think i'll see the light in the end but i'm not sure but i'll try you know um and so anyway this song uh, helicopter by deer hunter i like it a lot in a way it's almost like a mantra there's a really big like repetition to it but it's not like re- repetitive as you're like oh this is annoying um but it's got that kind of feeling and the lyrics from this song makes me just like they it makes me want to like almost like scream them out on top of a mountain and everything strumming together with the guitar and all that stuff like it, it's weird it's got this almost like a big wave of like being in an ocean type feeling where and actually it's actually funny that i'm thinking about it right now a lot of their music reminds me of the ocean and it might be because of the sounds it might be because of the key signature but everything about it usually just leaves me in this like feeling that I'm like I'm in the thick of it and so uh, not to depress you but I hope you kind of feel that too with this song because it's so heavy and that leads to so much healing I think because that's what that does for me at least it it it, it reminds you of those times it reminds you of that hurt but but then you keep going f- through it and then finally at the end you're like Oh my god, I feel like I came out the other side a different person. And that's amazing. I think I just talked for like 20 minutes. That's what it felt like. (laughs) So I'm sorry. Uh, But here we go. This is Helicopter by Deer Hunter. I hope you guys enjoy my stories. The wine does not help. (laughs) But I'm happy to be here. I hope you are too. And um, yeah, here we are. Helicopter by Deer Hunter. Take my hand and pray with me My final days will come to me The 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, crazy. Um. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Well, I hope you enjoyed that because it is damn good. It is damn good. It like, dude. Crazy, crazy, man. Crazy. Oh, man. Um anyway, so our next song I, I oh, man, the 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 drippy like that oh, everything about the song is just it's perfect. It is perfect. It's amazing. So, this next song that we're going to be talking about, this is a song called If I Could Find You and then in parentheses it's Eternity. Um this from uh, this is from a group they were formed in 20 or sorry 2008 2008 um they're actually coming all the way from santiago chile um <laughs> their name is the holy drug couple and they are a uh, it's actually really cool their origin story happens to be something super simple i mean they're a psychedelic rock duo and they started all because of them one of uh, all because one of them bought a drum kit and they had been friends, but they hadn't seen each other for, you know, they were old time friends, but they hadn't seen each other for a couple of years, like eight years or so, more than a couple. Um, and they wanted to just catch up and just jam out to some music. I think like two weeks later, the band was formed. Um, and I think this song is kind of like more like textbook neo-psychedelic music with a little bit of like a pop rock twist added to it i mean it's simple drums and bass easy to follow guitar but i mean the vocals they're there for you to get lost in just like how all these other songs that i've been talking about how they have like one aspect to them that's like so big and has so much reverb and it's crazy like that's the really cool thing about this type of genre because i mean really any of these could be the main focus to follow along to but I mean, together, when you bring it in to create that fusion, it's just like all slightly a little bit different. And I think this song is a great introduction into this genre. I know we've already been like, you know, six or seven songs um, into this podcast already. But I mean, it's still, if you haven't vibed with anything yet, I think you'll vibe with this one. Um, and then after that, we'll just move directly into a really cool uh, Norwegian band called Orion's Belt. And that's their song, Le Mans. So here we go. The first song that we're going to be doing is If I Could Find You, Eternity by the Holy Drug People. And then we'll move right into the next song.
So I hope you liked If I Could Find You, Eternity by the Holy Drug People. And then I also hoped if I, I also hope you liked Le Mans by Orion's Belt. Um, they're an awesome band. Like I said, they're Norwegian. They're from Norway. Um, but I just love how they incorporate jazz into their tracks. And that was actually what I was saying in the beginning when we first started this podcast episode, how a lot of these tracks or some of these tracks not a lot of them. They have almost like loose jazz attached to them. And and that's what I was talking about when I mentioned it. Um, that's what I mean. Uh, that, you know, it adds flavor. It adds actually a lot of flavor. And I really also love the stutter effect playing over the guitar at around two minutes in um, towards the end there. That was just super cool. And it's funny because like the Orion's Belt, they are the type of band that I would just like, I would love to buy their records on vinyl. I, I'm, I mean, I'm in this new apartment. I have a lot of new ideas for like how I'm going to design and, you know, uh, me, do things with home decor, right? Um, but what I'm going to do, I think, is maybe over time get uh, into some vinyl again. I, I, I had that a, a lot. Uh, I have a lot of vinyl back home, um, and maybe I'll have some of them shipped down here or something like that. But the uh i think i think it would be cool to have just like a bunch of little albums maybe have like a little nook somewhere in the house here um just so you can listen to vinyl records and and chill out like this is exactly the type of stuff that i would love to just put on not too loud not too quiet let it play through and through no skips um while i lounge on the couch or something like that just reading a good book or making some art or something like that, you know, just some real country stuff, you know, um, <laughs> down here in South Carolina, we read good books and listen to psychedelic rock from, uh, Norway. You heard? No, um, I'm joking around, but anyway, we are getting up to the end here today, guys. This is going to be our last track of the day. Um, now I have a couple of really funny things that I'd like to talk about, not only with why I like this track, but why it also just ties into everything here. Um, so this is the song called Hazelwort from a band called Orb. Literally just that, O-R-B in capital letters, Orb. They are an Australian duo. I don't know too much about them. They're pretty mysterious. Um... But this actually, this was the song that gave me the idea to do an episode of this genre. Um, and it's just, it's amazing. I thought it would be a perfect song to end off, end off, end, end off on today, sorry, because it's so crunchy. Like it's classic. And usually when I think about neo psychedelic or psychedelia, um, I think of the old Tame Impala. But I've really had a character arc. I've really moved forward in my learning. And um, now, most definitely, when I think about, like, this kind of Australian psychedelic, you know, music, I think of Orb right away. This song comes into my mind. It is so sick. I, I, I cannot express with enough words how cool it is. It's just so, like, there's so many different parts to it. It's so vivid. It's so, like, grungy. It's awesome. And then the other thing, too, which I'll play right here. Um, well, actually, no, I won't play it right here. I'll play it, you know, just kind of in the background a little bit, um, probably while I'm talking about it. Um, it there's, there's, in the past couple, so with, with Orb, 
I like to think about that because there was this meme that's been going around for the past couple years or so, and especially more in recent times where people have been talking about like, you know, you know, like people online, they'll like call themselves this, call themselves that, like they make like not to get political. This is not what I'm going at at all. I'm talking about more of like, you know, people will be like, uh, LMAO, like, um, whatever, like it's, it, it dumb stuff. But lately there's been like this, like, thing about wizards and you know sorcery and a lot of like well before i deleted social media um i I haven't had social media on my phone for now like a month or so but before that you know you'd go online you just see like this like you know thing talking about wizards and oh don't talk to me honey while i'm like staring at my orb and that's supposed to be like you know like don't talk to me while I'm watching the TV type thing. It's like a, like a parallel universe type thing where all men want to be wizards and women are witches. Uh, you know, uh, wait, would that be the correct correlation? Wizards and witches? There's no female wizard, right? Because that's a witch. Yeah. Right? Or is it also female wizards? I don't know. Thinking back to like Harry Potter. How do they do it there? you're a witch um no but um anyway so then then what that ties into is my love for like growing up in la you have all these radio stations and it was like you know 95 and a half kilo s like all this like great like you know like even even the cringier stuff like in new york they have like 92.3 now like you know like it's like it's dumb but there's like these little handles for everything. And, and I, I, I might do another episode sometime soon talking about that in music because a lot of artists, actually Tyler's a creator, he is so good at having those types of like intro, interlude, introductory, like fake world, almost like radio jingles. And, and, and he has so many good ones of those. So I'll, I might be putting together a little episode. That actually gave me a great idea. That would be so cool to showcase some of that stuff. Um, but anyway, when I think about Orb, I not only think about this and the song Hazelwort and how fucking cool it is, but then I think about this meme, and I'll input it right here. Shadow Wizard Money Gang. We love casting spells. song is sponsored by the shadow government legalized nuclear bombs swag messiah Okay, so the, I mean that is not related to the song at all, but for some reason in my mind when I think of Orb, I think of wizards, and I think of Shadow Wizard Money Gang, and like I, I was playing the the compilation there just so you can kind of hear a little bit more, you know, it's like legalized nuclear bombs, like it's so stupid, like it's so stupid, but it's so funny, like uh, I think there's another one where it's like, like the shadow people like so anyways um also for my friend's birthday i got him because this is one of our big jokes from the past year i got him a shirt for his birthday that says we love casting spells because we do we love casting spells as wizards you know come on oh man i know there's even like there's even a a, like a 9-11 joke in there and i'm not gonna talk i'm not gonna say it because we're in september but um oh man like okay i'll mention a little bit it's like something talking about like sir like 
the whatever has hit the second spire like turn on the orb look at like oh my god it's so stupid like this stuff is so dumb but it's so funny like it's so anyway so i hope you enjoy this is hazel wart by the legendary the one the only orb and also p.s this is i mean this is our last song of the day so i hope you guys enjoyed episode 15 i know i just kind of faked you out there sorry about that um but uh yeah i really appreciate you guys listening in i'm looking at it right now i don't even have music mixed into this yet and i've been talking for 60 minutes this is gonna be way too long and i'm sorry about that um but thank you for listening i hope you enjoy i hope whatever you're going through if it's a lot if it's not a lot i hope you can find the light and just keep moving forward because every day is a new day and you have the power in you to keep moving forward every single one of us is strong every single one of us is unique and i love that about you you are strong and unique and let everyone know why you are unique tell them the real you be you that's all you can be and that's the most beautiful thing about you so i hope you enjoy your day this has been episode 15. My name is Greg, aka Faro, and this is Faro Curated. I hope you enjoy. I'll see you on the next one, okay? Bye, guys, and enjoy Orb. Hazel Warp by Orb. Ah!